What is up, guys? It is Quinn here back with my last set of Dynasty Fantasy Football rankings. So over the last three days, I've gone through my top 30 quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers. Today, I'm going to be going through my top 20 tight ends, not talking about every player, you know, super in-depth, maybe focusing in on one or two that I'm either higher or lower on than consensus. But let's just jump right into the rankings. Here at number one, I have Kyle Pitts. This is pretty consensus, really showcased his skill set last year. Really a great season outside of the touchdown numbers. He is going to be a high-end tight end one for a long, long time. So he comes in here at number one. Number two, I have Mark Andrews, a little bit older than Kyle Pitts, but a little bit younger than like that next tier with Kittle, Waller, Kelsey, those guys. So Mark Andrews pretty firmly at number two. Number three, I have George Kittle, probably expecting, you know, three, four years of high-end tight end one production out of him. Darren Waller comes in here at number four, kind of in that same range, a little bit older, so he's right behind George Kittle. Number five, I have Travis Kelsey, and you know, right now, he is my tight end one in redraft, but he is 32 years old, so maybe you're getting one, two more high-end tight end one years out of him, but I feel like, you know, all the tight ends going behind him, you don't get that guaranteed production. You don't know if they're ever going to hit that ceiling that Travis Kelsey is currently at, so that is why he is here at number five. Number six, we have TJ Hawkinson. And this kind of starts like a tier of young tight ends who haven't really had like an elite season, but maybe you could see them getting there. So Hawkinson at six, Pat Frymuth here at seven, really solid rookie year last year. Should have just continued to develop. Don't know if he's going to be like a future tight end one, you know, tight end one overall, just because he doesn't have like a freak athletic profile. But I still think, you know, he could be a top five tight end for the majority of his career, you know, for fantasy football. Number eight, we have Dalton Schultz, still pretty young and really had a breakout season last year. Hopefully he's able to kind of double down on that because I really think he's a value both in dynasty and in redraft. Then number nine, we have Dawson Knox, another younger tight end who kind of had a breakout season last year. The next step for Dawson Knox is, is he going to be able to secure that volume? He may have the opportunity this year. The Bills don't have like a super stacked pass catching core. You know, they didn't bring in a ton of competition at wide receiver. You're looking at, you know, for the wide receiver too, you've got Gabriel Davis, Jamison Crowder, Khalil Shakir. So Dawson Knox could be in store for some newfound volume to go along with the touchdown upside that we already know he has. Here at number 10, I have Noah Fant. And I want to talk about Noah Fant a little more in depth because I actually think he's being undervalued for Dynasty. So on keep trade cut, he is valued as the tight end 14. So I have him four spots higher than that. I still think he has a lot of potential as a young tight end. He's only 24 years old and he has averaged 10 and 9.9 points per game the last two years. So those aren't crazy numbers, you know, but for a 24 year old tight end to already have two like back end tight end one seasons, I think that's solid. We know he's a great athlete, so he has that ceiling. These are like his percentiles uh, for his athletic scores. So 98th percentile 40-yard dash, 97th percentile speed score, 97th percentile burst score, 96th percentile agility score, and then 99th percentile catch radius. So just like top tier in every single category. Obviously, this isn't a great situation with the Seahawks. You have more target competition with Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. You don't have a good quarterback situation there, whether it's Geno Smith or Drew Locke. But I mean, this could turn around like next year. If they're terrible this year, they get one of those studs uh, in the 2023 draft. Then, you know, you're looking at Noah Fant as like a top eight dynasty tight end. 
he still has plenty of time to break out. You know, a lot of tight ends, they're not breaking out like when they're 22, 23. That's what's so impressive about Kyle Pitts. So I still believe Noah Fant can do it. You know, he just probably just needs to turn around in his overall situation. Here at tight end 11, I have a Dallas Goddard. And I actually think he is being overvalued at this spot. He is actually being selected as the tight end eight in keep trade cut. I just think that's a little bit too steep of a price. You know, he finished as a top nine tight end in points per game the past two seasons, but it's not like he's had these finishes with like a lead upside. If you're not finishing as like a top five tight end, you know, when you're like tight end eight, tight end nine, your production is probably going to be pretty close to like the high to mid end tight end twos, just because if you don't have that elite upside, a lot of those guys are really just clumped together in a range. So while it is nice that he's been, you know, potentially a mid-tier tight end one, we just haven't seen that elite upside. And at 27 years old, he's kind of running out of time to become that high-end guy. Whereas you have these other young tight ends, you know, who could do it over the next few years and still have two, three, you know, seasons to develop. And it's not like he's in like a super solid situation right now. I'd argue he's actually in a pretty bad situation for a tight end here with the Eagles because you have, you know, competition with A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, you have a quarterback who's not a passing guy. And whereas you have other players like Noah Fant, you know, Dawson Knox could develop, but specifically with Fant, he's not in a good situation, but he's like three years younger. So he has way more opportunities to either get a better situation or just improve as a player. So I would rather have guys like Fant, Knox, Dalton Schultz in this range who are younger and have produced in a pretty similar range but are going to have more longevity and more opportunities to reach that high-end ceiling. Moving on to tight end 12, this is where I have Cole Komet. This should be a pretty big year for him because if he's not able to command targets with the uh, current Bears weapons, I don't know if it's going to happen, but he's a young tight end, solid athlete, got nice draft capital, so I'm excited to see what he can do this year. At 13, I have a rookie tight end, Trey McBride, on the Cardinals. Just haven't seen anything yet. So we'll see what he can do right now. He's going to be like a borderline dynasty tight end one. At 14, I have Mike Gusecki, and he's a player where I wasn't sure if I wanted to rank him ahead of these young unproven guys or behind them. Ended up going with behind them. He is a freak athlete. You know, he's not like 27, 28. I believe he is 26. So he still has a few years. I wouldn't say he's in a great situation. You know, you're playing with Tua, hasn't proven to be like a high volume passer, you have competition with Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle. I think it'll be interesting to see how he is used because he basically has been a wide receiver at the tight end position, which typically is good, but he hasn't really come through with these, you know, super impressive seasons. Has been a little bit disappointing. So he's going to be like a high-end dynasty tight end two. At 15, I have Albert O. We really haven't seen a ton out of him so far, but we do know he is a freak athlete, which can lead to that high-end ceiling. At 16, I have Hunter Henry. You know, you're probably going to be getting like three, four more years of like borderline tight end one production, which is fine here if that is what you're looking for. 17, Irv Smith coming off of missing the uh, 2021 season. Also a solid athlete. We'll see if he's able to take over as the tight end one for the Vikings and see what kind of production we can get out of him. At 18, I have Zach Ertz. Probably just looking at like one or two more years of hopefully like top 10 tight end production. He is in his 30s has shown regression. So this is kind of more of like a win now option. Then at 19, Jelani Woods, absolute freak athlete who is going to have the opportunity to compete to be the tight end one on his team. And then at number 20, David Njoku. 
this could have gone to a few different players here. I don't even love Njoku. We know he's a good athlete, franchise tagged by the Browns. Maybe they're going to use him a little bit differently than they have in years past. He does have less uh, target competition at the tight end position with Austin Hooper no longer there, but I'm not super optimistic for his future. But you do have the athletic profile, and I feel like every year he has like one or two of these big breakout games where you think there's all this potential, and then it kind of falls apart. But that is going to wrap it up for my top 20 tight ends. Let me know what you guys think about these rankings down below in the comment section. If you enjoyed the video, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. As always, thank you for stopping by, and I'll see you in the next one.